everybody, my name is Remy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, Jen Hatmaker here, your delighted hostess of the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show. So you guys, guess what? We made it. We made it to the end of 2018. Whoop! Uh, And what a year it has been. We have been through happy things and hard things. We asked challenging questions and received um, a lot of answers and laughs along the way. So this has been a banner year at For the Love here at the show. And I often say this is my very favorite thing because it is. It is. I mean, I just can't believe that I get to talk to all these amazing people and pick their brains for a few minutes every week. It's just a joy to bring this show to you every single week. We have not missed a week since we started in July of 2017. And um, just it's it's a delight to work on this show for you and to bring it to you. And so um, this week, we're sort of previewing our new series for the new year, which is called For the Love of Good Change, right? So like as we inch closer to this new year and a new slate, it's just, it's refreshing and rejuvenating to pause and just take stock, right? Like look around and take stock. Um, who do we have in our lives? What are we thankful for? What are we proud of? Um, what are we committed to? There's just a slew of messages this time of year telling us to change, right? Which is so frustrating for me as if um, nothing about what you have is good enough. And until you reach this next plateau, you're just sort of wasting your dumb little life. And I don't buy any of it. Um, I would rather us just take a second and be mindful about where we add and what we what we have in this life that we're already planted in. Um, and so in this series, we are going to talk to people who sort of take us by the hand and help us to embrace and love and nourish the life we are already living. The one that we, the street that we live on, the neighbors that we have, the body that we are living in, um, the work that we're engaging. And so, like I said, we're kind of previewing this new series. And I say kind of because this week, for the very first time um, since July of 2017, our team is taking just a week off um, to be with our families and our loved ones to recharge so that we can bring you the very best of this podcast in the coming year. But listen, you're not going to be too sad about it because we are resharing one of our tip top favorite, most downloaded episodes from one of our favorite people at the For the Love podcast. So when 2018 was fresh and new, this guest and her message of how to just simplify and give ourselves grace resonated with so many of you that we had to bring her back out because honestly, her advice is timeless. So I'm talking, of course, about the wonderful Emily Lay. Remember Emily? Of course you do. She's the wife and mama of three who created the planner that I use every single year. Um, Literally, I'm looking at it on my desk, my my 2019 calendar this very minute, um, the simplified planner. Um, And which for her, this was born out of real life, you guys. Um, See if this sounds familiar. Four years, Emily overpacked her schedule and overdrew every account, her emotional account, her parenting account, her professional account, her to-do lists off the charts. 
And she realized, okay, this is just not sustainable. So she devoted all of her creative energy toward making tools that empower and encourage all women not to add, 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 but to simplify their lives. So this year, y'all, Emily collaborated with At a Glance, think about like wall calendars galore, and created a new line of gorgeous planners and journals and pins and pin cups and just all the most darling stuff you've ever seen. And guess what? You can get it at Target, our mothership, um, and Staples and Office Depot. It's all so cute. So I bet you know and love Emily's two books, Grace, Not Perfection is one of them, and then A Simplified Life. And she's got a new guided journal coming out this spring called A Standard of Grace that's going to help us nurture our dreams and discover our hopes and pay attention to those things we hold dearest and nearest to our hearts. Anyway, I loved this conversation with Emily because she gives us so many practical tips to simplify our lives. I'm telling you, and I told you this last year, I got off the phone with Emily when we recorded this the first time, and I literally grabbed a trash bag and went inside my house, my office is outside, and started implementing some of the easy 10-minute Um, suggestions that she gave me. I did it that very day. Um, And so you are going to love this conversation. If you heard it last year, you're going to want to hear it again. And if this is your first time, lucky you. So without any further ado, here's my interview with Emily Lay. Yay, Emily. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love having you on here, girl. We just hopped on the phone a minute ago and and Emily was like, I want to hug you through the microphone. And I'm like, I know, same, same. Um, My my one beef with podcasting is we have to do it all remotely. I would love to be in a room with you. I know. We need a talk show. That's what should happen next. That is what should happen. We can sit in chairs opposite each other, Oprah style. Yeah, I like this. I like this plan. You've got something here. Um, listen, we're so, I'm so glad you're on the show today. Um, I was just telling you how, how perfect you are for this exact series and for this spot and how many of us are craving your message and sort of your area of expertise and um, sort of struggling in a lot of areas that you've overcome. And I, I cannot wait for everybody to get to know you better and yes. sort of hear what you have to say. So we're going to, we're going to get into a lot of the good stuff, like all these amazing tips that you have on just simplifying and decluttering and, um, Mm -hmm. everything that our busy lives are craving. Right. But if you would, for those of, for the listeners that don't know you yet, that are meeting you today, can you go back a little bit? Tell us a little bit about what led you in the first place, um, to create your business and sort of that, that big moment that inspired you to create the simplified, planner, um, because I think everyone's really going to relate to it. And by the way, I just ordered my simplified planner for 2018. It's in the mail. (laughs) It's in the mail. I love it, girl. Are you kidding me? I love it. I'm going to probably get it tomorrow. So tell everybody a little bit about your backstory. Absolutely. Well, I have a background that has nothing to do with any of this. Um, Same. (laughs) I kind of fell into it. Um, I really just reached a point in my life where I didn't have children yet. And I knew my husband and I were newlyweds and we wanted children. And I wanted a life that looked different than what I saw other women around me leading. I felt like everyone around me was just frantic and like working so much and for what? And I thought, you know, my mom, she was a teacher for 40 years. Mm. And I said, I want, I want that. I want to be able to have a career that I enjoy and have the flexibility to be the kind of mom I want to be. 
And I started making greeting cards on my home printer and selling them on, like Etsy was new and Twitter was the thing. There was no Instagram or any of that. Um, And it just kind of started to take off. And um, it was a good, steady job. I was able to leave my my full-time career in university fundraising and I had my first son. And when he was about a year old, I was pacing my house Mm -hmm. with a child on one hip and a laptop on the other. And I was oh, like girl. nursing on conference mm-hmm. calls to keep him quiet and like trying to do all the things. And I just hit a wall and yeah. I was on the phone with my good friend, Laura Casey. And I said, I, I absolutely cannot keep living this way. Like yeah. I, I can't, I can't keep up. Every woman I know has perfect hair and six yes. inch heels and dinner on the table at six. And she's wonderful and her life is easy and she never has problems. And why am I a disaster? <laughs> and I said, you know, I am just, oh, I'm going to live a life of grace, not perfection. And that, yes. that phrase became like this this cornerstone to what I wanted my life to be and what I wanted the business to be as well. And so I knew I needed a tool to help me figure life out and kind of like wrangle everything together so that I could have a fresh start. But everything else that I found, like in all the stores, just had so many like boxes to check and, I get that. and things to fill out and like how many cups of water you had today and your budget and all that. I, I and, just can't. Uh, no, Listen, no. that's asking too much. Like unsubscribe. I right. I can't <laughs> count my water. I right. just can't do it. No. And, and by the way, I had like four Diet Cokes, so I don't even know what to put <laughs> Exactly. In that does that count? Right. <laughs> and so I, I said, you know what? I just need something that's a fresh start and doesn't make mm. me feel like I'm failing at everything. And I took a binder and some notebook paper and a Sharpie and made a little planner for myself and it was called the simplified planner. And, um, yeah, I took all the money the business had. We've run, we've run the company debt-free since day one. So I took all the wow. little bit of money we had in the beginning and, um, sent it off and printed some planners and they just took off because women really identified with my own overwhelm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and my whole, my books and, this recent book and my first book, Grace Not Perfection, everything has really just come out of that place in me that says, I want to live a life that is different. I don't want to be so frantic all the time. Okay. I just love everything you're saying, of course, because as you know, you're singing our song. Yes. You're singing the song of our generation. And what I see, because I'm, you know, I I serve women all the time too. Mm-hmm. And I see us all lamenting this, but yeah. nobody knows the way out. Exactly. Like, we don't like it. Nobody is here for this system, except right. we just keep hustling and keep, hustling. keep adding. And mm-hmm. I, I think what I I the, my first line of connection to you is sort of grace, not perfection. Your your philosophy, which just in three words says everything. Right. Um, and so, can you can you talk about that for a minute? Just uh, thinking about all the women that are listening today, and the desperate need we have to give ourselves to probably learn to give ourselves grace as moms, as as professionals, as wives, um, as friends, as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this is what I think is hard. It's yeah. hard 
based on what you mentioned a minute ago, what we see, what it, or what it seems like we're seeing, because I think there's a difference, right. played out in front of us every day is everybody else's perfect looking life. Right. Um, and, and whether or not that's true or not, I don't think it is. Right. I think that's curated information. Yes. I think we're getting a version mm, of somebody's like truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about grace, not perfection, when this seems to be the swirl around our heads all the time that everybody else is in fact perfection. Yeah. You know, I I have to go back to when I moved to Tampa, Florida. I left my home in Pensacola where all my family was and I moved here to marry my husband. We were long distance and um I didn't make a lot of friends when I first moved here. Like I had a really hard time making friends because I was in a place where you know, I was in my like young 20s and I I was kind of starting to get my feet under me and I felt like every woman I met here had it all together, like mm. everything together. It was that, that woman with the heels and the hair and like, yeah. I just, I couldn't connect on that level cause I just couldn't. And it was when I started letting, letting myself be real with myself first and foremost, but also like taking some barriers down in my community and in my Mm -hmm. friend groups that I was making where we started being real with one another and sharing stories of like, Hey, I went to target today and I had to hightail it out of there because my kid knocked down an entire display and I had to Mm. leave. And I was really sad about that. Or like, so when you say barriers, you mean sort of this friendship structure that keeps it all on the surface that just skips along as if uh, most of us are not struggling or things went sideways today or what, is that what you mean? Yes, absolutely. I think that we all, you know, there's, there's a lack of transparency, I think is the best way yeah. to put it, that we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being honest with each other. And, and I've started to see recently that people have, you know, just in my own friend circles here in my community, I've been lucky to make really, really great friendships since then. Um, but like when people started to be honest and we start to share our struggles and not just our highlights, um, there's real connections that are made and we all start to feel a little more normal. You yes. Know? Yeah, but I, I I cannot possibly agree more. Um, I've I've built a whole ministry on this premise. Yeah. Um, because it's true that um, authenticity is very contagious. Fair. It's incredibly liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, it sometimes requires, like you mentioned, somebody to sort of go first. Right. Um, which you know, there's risk there, and I get that. Um, but in my experience, I mean, I would say. Easily, nine times out of ten, that risk is rewarded with um, with depth and with connection and with truth telling, and um, it's very rare that I I regret right. um, saying what's true. and mm-hmm. And so I know that a lot of people, some people are listening and thinking, I don't have that kind of um, community, or I don't have that sort of relationship with women, right. but I contend that we can create it. Absolutely. Don't you think? Oh, a- absolutely. And it, you know, I, I mentioned in Grace Not Perfection that it's like, you have to make friends second grade style. Like you can't uh, stand around in the cafeteria and wait for someone to invite you over. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go take a seat and say, Hey, here That's I am. it. <laughs> That's it. Um, so, you know, you've, even since you've, adopted this sort of mantra, grace, not perfection. 
obviously even written a whole book about it, which is, by the way, so beautiful. One of the most beautiful books I've ever seen. Just absolutely gorgeous. Um, even then you've, you've got some new hurdles, um, some, some health issues and, and maybe even a little bit of a new kind of approach to simplifying even more. Mm -hmm. Can you talk for a minute about kind of what's going on in your life and how life well, basically kind of got crazy again, all yeah. over again, even despite all these great tools, um, as your, yeah. as your business grew and then sort of what led to some of this new pairing back, um, that you had to put in place again. Oh man. I hope we have six hours here. Cause like, ah, let's hear it. Story. <laughs> let's hear no, it. So things really took off with the business and I, um, last, I guess it was 2015. I was, um, approached by Thomas Nelson and asked if I was interested in writing the story of Grace Not Perfection. I said, absolutely. And then, and then I said, absolutely again to another business opportunity. And then another mm-hmm. awesome, you know, um, speaking thing would come up or just really good things, some involvement with my totally. church and things that would happen. And I would say, these are great opportunities and like good to sp- spread this message. And like, this, totally. is, this is God's work. Like, this is grace. This is, this is stuff that I am obligated to do. Like I I have to further this. And I said yes to all the things, um, because they were good and they, and they still are good. They're, they're very good. But I said yes to all the things. And right after Grace Not Perfection came out, um, I was just on the heels of that release and all the busyness that came with that. And my business had grown from me and my guest room with my printer to a team of six women all around the country selling to, um, over 800 stores around the world. And wow. so like, yeah, sounds awesome, right? Yeah. Like, great line in the bio there. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like really, really hard on my family. And I have um, a six-year-old little boy and I have two-year-old twins. So oh, it's a lot over here. <laughs> it sure is. You're in the weeds, girl. <laughs> in the weeds. Um, but I, you know, it just became a lot. And I hit a wall. And I got to say, it was Shauna Nequest's book, um, President President over perfect. perfect. That yeah. chapter, there's a chapter in there about chairs. And mm. she tells this story about two pastors talking to one another. And one is an older pastor of a very, you know, medium sized, wonderful church. And the, the other is a pastor of a very large, quick growing church. And okay. they're talking about the growth in their communities. And the young pastor said, you know what? Our, our church is just so big and I don't even know what to do about it. It's just so wonderful. It's so big, but it's just so much. And the older pastor said, no, you did that. You, that's, you know, you on purpose made those decisions and it was a wonderful thing, but you kept putting out the chairs. Mm. And when I read, I was actually listening to it on audible. I, I heard that laying in my bed one night and the floodgates of my heart and my eyes just opened and I started sobbing and my Mm. husband came running and he was like, what's the matter? And I said, the chairs, we put all the chairs, too many chairs. And he was like, okay, like, let's talk about what, what you're saying and what this looks like. And I said, we have been, there are opportunities that have come our way and some of them are from the business and some are just, you know, community things we're involved in. And I feel, I feel like a different person. 
I mm. feel like my hair is on fire all the yeah. time. I feel like my kids see stressed out mom. Um, I feel like I wrote this beautiful pink book about grace, not perfection. And like, somehow I ended up reliving that again. Totally. Like God said, write this book. And I said, cool. I wrote it. I want to put it on the shelf and walk away. And he's like, no, I need you to live it again. Oh man. <laughs> Going through the it. The truest thing you've ever said. Yes. So he, I mean, I walked through this season of just complete overwhelm at the end of last year. And I have to say it was my wonderful husband who can put it to me straight. And he said, listen, we got to, we got to take down some chairs. What's it going to be? Totally. And and he was like, I don't, I don't care what the ramifications are financially or whatever. We've got balls in the air and the one we can't drop is our family. So what are we going to do? Okay. And um, we dropped our wholesale program and <sighs> we cut, I think it was about 40% of our, our income from the business. And um, it was terrifying. And I thought, everyone was going to be angry at me. And and we made that big decision. And we also made some smaller decisions to kind of just start pairing back. But the message of living a simpler life was planted in my heart at that point. And I started to think, again, what could life look like if we approached it with fresh eyes, with a renewed spirit and with a fresh heart and said, what can we say no to? Like Mm. we get to make the choices. There are so many things outside of our control, but there are so many things in our control. So what are we going to do about it? And um, so we did, we dove in like in January of this year and just started simplifying every single area from our house to what we put on the table uh, Mm. for our kids to eat, to how we deal with, with parenting stuff, um, everything. I I mean, even like screen time technology, how do we deal with all of these overwhelming parts of life so that we can pair back and make room for grace to come in for like, for margin, for, for breathing room. I mean, it has been the most life-changing thing I have ever done. And I sit here today, a year later, a completely, honestly, like a completely different woman. I love this story so much because I think you unpacking your own story is really, really helpful because the truth is these sort of decisions require a discipline. Um, I like this because you literally wrote the book on grace, not perfection, and then had to revisit it again. And I think when it comes to sort of life chaos, it it's it's like entropy it will tend to con- it will tend toward chaos right so if we don't keep our finger on it if we don't pay attention if we let it if we let the tail wag the dog right despite ha- despite putting in every sort of sort of bunker and boundary yeah. it will trend toward chaos again and yes. so um i like that first of all y- your message is um, nobody's going to do this for you. Right. <laughs> you, right. They're not like, I really appreciated what you said because, um, you mentioned that a lot of the opportunities you had were all good. Right. Of course they were. Mm-hmm. No one's asking you to asking you for garbage work. Right. It's amazing. And you believe in your message. Yes. And, and so that's where it can get really, really tricky. And I think the truth is for most women, we're, we're presented with a set of options that are mostly all good. Right. You know, we're not, we're not, it's not easily discerned. And so, um, even then, if we pile up too many good things, we absolutely ruin the whole system. Um, I, I really appreciate the risk you took in, in eliminating the wholesale uh, market. Mm -hmm. Girl, that was brave. 
It was scary. <laughs> I bet it was. Oh, man. But I, you don't I, regret it now, right? No, man. You know what's funny is when I really believe when God puts a seed in your heart and it just kind of sits there. And, and I and I knew he put it there long before. And I, I would kind of push it down and say, don't grow. Like, just I, I hear you. Stay there. Um, we're doing good over here. And it just kept, you know, he's just kind of relentless like that. Yeah. And it just kind of kept growing and growing to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I thought, you know, this, our lives might look a lot different after this. And, That's um, right. we, you know, we crunched all the numbers. We knew we could keep our whole staff, which was awesome. Um, yeah. but we also knew that the reason the sole reason I started doing this in the first place was to have flexibility as a mom. That's right. it. And so, you know, I had to revisit that heart of things. And I also knew that if that was the heart of things, that there was something to that belief and also something to the margin that was going to open up in my life. It was mm. going to make space for the rest of what we had to grow. It's like a garden. Like you have to weed it and deadhead mm. the plants and, and make space for things to grow. And it did. And, and honestly, when we started as a business pouring back into our customers one-on-one rather than hmm. having retailers as the kind of the middle person, wow, that side of our business took over. I mean, it just, oh, it just yeah, filled that so void good. right up. And it's been so affirming to see that like we got back to our roots and what we love the most. And that's building a community for women who want to simplify. And, um, you know, it works. That's a really good message that to some degree, we don't even know sort of the fruit and the advantages on the other side of those hard decisions. Yes. You know, you sort of go in with a, with a trust that you're making the right choice for the right reasons. Right. Um, and then it's such a wonderful surprise. I know for me, a couple of years ago, um, I, like, as you're talking, I'm my, I don't know if you can hear through the microphone, my head is nodding off because <laughs> Um, I, I did the se- exact same thing. I loaded up my schedule yeah. with so many good things because individually they all work. Right. You know, when they would come across my desk, I thought, well, that's amazing. Right. Well, that's good work. Mm-hmm. Well, that is important. Right. Um, or, or my skill set is really uniquely suited toward that. I should say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you pile them all together. And I would say, I don't, I don't mean to be dramatic. I think our family was in a bit of crisis. Oh yeah. Same here. By, by how taxing it was on me. And then by virtue of that on everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, I realized that I, it, this was on me. I'm, right. I am the person making these decisions and I closed my calendar and it was funny because I had to catch up to it almost two years. So I, I was booked out for two years. How dumb is wow. that? Is that so unwise? <laughs> no, we all it's do a, it. So unwise. <laughs> I had to catch up two years to my calendar. That's how long it was booked. Yeah. And then I took an entire year off and oh really only traveled again last month for the first time. And we recovered. We absolutely recovered. And all this fullness of life had room to flourish um, again. And I I just, I I keep thinking, what if I hadn't made that decision? Because of course I thought the same thing you probably did. This is career suicide. Right. You know, if I if I say no to this, right. I'll never get these opportunities again. Right. Um, but that's just a lie. It that's is absolutely just, a lie. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely a lie. That's not how this works. No. Um, and so I want to, I want to funnel down into some more specifics because I think people are listening to us talk and they too are probably nodding their heads off. Right. Um, what you lend here to this conversation is not just a life well lived, but you have some really good practical steps toward it. So, yes. um, You've got this new book, A Simplified Life. It just came out. Yes. It's very, very practical Mm -hmm. in terms of helping women 
literally achieve simplicity in their daily life right. so that they're, you know, better able to enjoy their life. Yes. Oh my gosh, what do we, we get this one life. One. Um, so I, we're going to, we're going to drill down a little bit into some of your approaches, but right before we do, um, I, I've heard that it's, it was your mom who really initially helped you discover organizing and simplifying. Can you talk about that a little bit? How'd she model this for you? Oh my goodness. You know, she's, first of all, she's incredible. And and like I said, she was a teacher for 40 years and growing up, we just had a very typical family lifestyle. There was two children. My parents have been married for 40 years. We lived behind a white picket fence. Literally there was actually yes. an actual <laughs> fence. And, um, it, you know, things just kind of felt on the family side, like the structural side of, you know, eating dinner at home and that sort of thing. It all felt very normal, very easy effortless, I have said before, uh-huh. uh, which my mom thinks is hysterical when I say it was effortless. Right. Um, but then I became an adult and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to pay for toilet paper. <laughs> That's, That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, mom, ha- I mean, I'm sure we've all done this. Mom, how do you defrost the chicken? Do you put totally. it in the sink or can I just put it in the refrigerator? Do I need to put right. a bowl under it? You know, there was just, there was things that like, what? This is complicated. And, and I've had so many talks with her since then where she said, it's very strategic on the back end. Um, she worked a full-time job and had two kids at home who were involved in everything. And, and she's like, we just had to, on the back end, be prepared and have a plan. And my dad always says, I don't think it's his quote. I think he quotes somebody else by saying this. But if you, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And yep. so they always had a plan and it was flexible, but like they would, you know, have meals planned for the week and we would eat dinner mm-hmm. around the table together. And it was just, it was just easy. And uh-huh. when I became an adult, it was hard. Mm-hmm. And so she um, lives in Pensacola. I live in Tampa. And when my kids were born um, after both births, they, my mom and dad both came down for a couple of weeks and stayed with us. And it was during those few weeks where I really just started to see the magic that she knows. Uh. And, you know, I've developed my own ways of organizing and simplifying. But during those two weeks after both of those births, my mom would just follow me around the house and say, Nope. Listen, you're going to do laundry every single day. In the morning when you get up, you get your coffee, you're going to walk around the house and pick up all the laundry and put it in the washing machine. Don't worry about the colors bleeding. Use these shout color catcher things. Put it all in there on speed cycle. It saves water, saves energy, saves time. 29 minutes take it out, fold it and put it away. Like get it put away and do it every day. Uh, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? <laughs> it's so hard. It laundry is the bane of my existence. But same. Like she taught me these practical things and there's so many of them that are second nature here now that when the idea for this book happened, I got so excited because I I love the inspirational stories of Grace Not Perfection and I love, you know, that kind of thing, but I was thirsty for mm-hmm. I was thirsty to share some of these tips, but even more so, I was thirsty to hear other people's ideas. Like, can somebody tell me how they feed their kids three times a day? My kids are hungry, like all the time. It's ridiculous. Why do they eat Why every day? So I just fed you last night. And you want to eat again this morning? Never ending. <laughs> but um, somebody tell me. And, you know, it goes back to that community of girlfriends. Like, I've had so yeah. many amazing girls nights where we've gone out and and somebody will start the conversation. And it's like, 
but seriously, how do you do X, Y, and Z at your house? Yeah. And it's just so life-giving because I start to feel like I can do this. Like we can get our act together. And I, I know that I can simplify the things going on in my home so that my home feels not like a place of chaos, but it's right. like a place of rest. And of- that's really important. I yeah. think what I relate to as you're talking, and I think probably what a lot of women can too, is that when our lives are generally marked by a lack of planning and thus disorder, yeah. it's, there's shame around it. It, yeah. it, it. It's like a black, heavy cloud on my shoulders. And right. I can't even necessarily put my finger on it, except that I feel out of control. Right. I feel like um, I'm not in front. I'm constantly behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everything is sort of coming apart at all times. And so that sort of low simmering shame, it's just bad for us. It's bad for our souls. It's bad for our marriages. It's bad for our kids because I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling that way, I project it outwards. Like, why aren't you guys doing a better job of picking up your crap? Right. Exactly. Um, And the truth is I don't have a, I don't have a decent system in place. We don't have good accountability in place. I'm not saying, Hey, here's the 10 minutes when we all, you know, go around and pick up our things. And so I just get so irate at the chaos of the house. And really the truth is so much of this is under our control. It yes. could be. Yes. So let's do, let's talk brass tacks okay. um, about some of the areas of your book, because here we are kind of, it's new year. Mm-hmm. And this is just that time of year when a lot of us, uh, we have kind of a renewed sense of hope yes. that we can go into 2018. Yeah. The holidays are behind us and we can begin to sincerely put in place some good and positive practices right. um, that might just get our home and our family life, our professional life and our souls kind of back on the rails. So yes. let's, let's just, let's be specific. Okay. Talk to us about maybe one thing we can do when it comes to, let's say finances. Okay. So one really good tactical habit, if you had to say it was most helpful to you, what would you recommend? Well, when Brian and I got married, um, this is something I'm so proud we did and glad we did because this finances is not my forte. It's his. Um, but he said, do you want to be CEO or secretary? And I was like, hmm. first of all, CEO, but what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and then he was like, no, I don't, I don't mean like that. I mean, do you want to handle the, the long-term you know, mm-hmm. retirements and investments and those kinds of things. Do you want to handle the, the day-to-day of that long-term stuff? Or do you want to handle like the day-to-day bills that come in the mail and uh-huh. budgets and that sort of thing? And I was like, oh, B, I would love to okay. be the secretary because that fits my personality and my, you know, constant need to stay on top of things. It just, Got it. It, it worked. And he loves, he loves, you know, trading, day trading, and like all those big picture things that, um, that he's more fit for. And so we set roles for ourselves and really just kind of divided the responsibilities and knowing who does what and who's in charge of what it takes the guesswork out of the finances. Mm. Now we are both involved in the financial decisions, every financial decision, but when it comes to who's the point person, there's a point person. So like when the, when you get the mail, I know which ones go straight to him because he's handling on those kinds of things and which bills get laid on my desk for me to pay the next day. Mm. Uh, that's so simple, yeah. except it matters. Right. Um, if there's not a clear division of labor, um, that is when things get missed. Yeah. 
And for for us, I know that's kind of where we open a big wide front door to um, resentment. Oh, yes. <laughs> because for yes. some reason, I think, well, why didn't you handle it? Well, yeah. And, and he's that, thinking, well, why didn't you? But we didn't plan it. Exactly. And so I think that really clear, I do this, you do that. We collaborate, but this, this is the division of labor is really simple and smart. Hey, everyone. This is Jen breaking in for a quick minute to tell you about a great place to buy and sell fashion items. So my daughter, Sydney, our family's fashionista, turned me onto Poshmark, and we love it. Poshmark has tons of name brands to shop from, like Coach, Kate Spade, LuLaRoe, Gap, Zara, so many more. It's the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items, and instead of paying crazy prices for new things, you can shop from millions of closets across America. It's such an easy, affordable way to enjoy your very favorite brands. Plus, shipping is fast and easy for both the buyer and the seller. We love it so much. We wanted to pass on a special deal to you, the listeners of the For the Love podcast. So when you join up at Poshmark.com and make your first purchase, you can get $5 off by using the code FORTHELOVE5. So head on over to poshmark.com or download the free app and save $5 today with the code for the love five. Okay. Back to our show. Okay. Let's talk about schedules. Yes. Um, I think for a lot of us in the season of life that we're in, this is the bane of our existence. Oh, um, my gosh. I, you know, I have five kids. Yeah. So it's not just my schedule. It's everybody's freaking schedule. Everybody's schedule. It's so much going on. There's right. so, moving, so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. And I'm a full-time career um, person too, like you are, as is Brandon. And so um, since there never seems to be enough time to do it all, what what's a super simple thing that you would recommend that somebody could try even just today, even let's say without a ton of, um, effort or energy that could really help them lean into like streamlining or simplifying their schedule. Oh man, (laughs) we lived through this and we're just in the, we're on the forefront of this. Our kids are just starting to get involved in things and, you know, the little ballet classes and things like that. And I'm starting to feel the pressure of, oh my goodness, (laughs) I need like two more arms and four more people to help me do all of this because you're all going in different directions. Um, Honestly, the best thing that's helped us is to have a central family calendar. And Uh I just got some like cheap dry erase thing from Target and I put it in the middle of our living room. It's not, it's not like the cutest decor to go in the living room, but who cares? It helps us figure out who's going where, what's for dinner and honestly like what's going on. So having a central family calendar has helped us a ton. And also just looking at your schedule and saying, what can I say no to? Are there things Mm. that that are, like we said, that are good, but maybe not good right now. So Mm. you can say, thank you, but no, thank you. I'll do this later. Um, Freeing up just some empty space in your day is so, oh my goodness, it's so valuable. And I, I don't know about you, but I've gotten in places where I'm like, okay, I have six and a half minutes in the car from my house to the preschool. I can turn trolls on the troll soundtrack on and they can listen to that. And I'll take a conference call for four and a half of those minutes. And then we'll sit in the parking lot and I'll answer two emails. I mean, like, what is this life? What is life? No, just don't do that to yourself. And I, that feels like nursing with a baby on a conference conference call. call. It's like the same sort of hustle. (laughs) Done it. Terrible. So, you know, I just, I just finally told myself, 
I don't have to do all the things. I just don't. Nobody is standing there telling me that I have to do all the things. I don't have to be all the room moms. I don't have to be all, yes. you know, all the volunteers for all the things. I don't have to do all the work things. Um, and so I just said no and nothing mm. fell apart. You know, it's, it's okay. I say that all the time. When I learned to say no a couple of years ago, and it was with much trepidation that I did it because I was, I'm a yes person. Yeah. Like my yes valve is just constantly open apparently. Right. And so I just, I felt like a no was going to be catastrophic in some way. I, I wasn't sure what, but it felt that way. And yet when you start handing out no's politely right. with respect, yeah. nobody dies. Nobody I mean, they dies. Really don't. And they don't. Yeah. And a lot of it's superfluous. Right. That's what I learned. I didn't I didn't even really need to be doing all that in the first place. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And you never know when you say no, well, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else, even though you don't, you may not realize it. That's right. Um, and the same could be same for physical stuff, like how much stuff we have in our house, in our Oh, I like this. You know? Talk about that a little bit. Oh man. It, I honestly, chapter one of the book is all about simplifying your space. And I could have written an entire book just on that because that was the big part. And honestly, it's the foundational part of simplifying your life. When there's stuff all around you, all around your home, calling for your attention, every little thing is sending you a message. Um, it's overwhelming mentally. So I always say physical clutter is mental clutter. And you know what we do? We have all this stuff in our house with like strange emotional attachments to lots of things like the jeans we're going to fit in one day or that boots mm. we paid too much money for Word. and we get rid of. <laughs> and you know, when we, when we finally start to like address some of that stuff, it opens up margin, just not in, not in our homes, but in our hearts and our brains mm. as well. Um, and so like a tactical thing I would say with your, with your home is to be ruthless. And I, I got to take a line from, from, for the love from you, let yourself off the hook. If yeah. you, if you spent too much money on a couple of things, forgive yourself for doing that, put it in a garage sale, donate it, um, gift it to a friend, walk around your house with a trash bag and just start collecting things to throw away and then walk around with another one and start collecting things to donate. Um, actually was just talking to a friend earlier about towels for example, mm. <laughs> and how many towels we have. And like some of them have bleach spots on them and some of them right. have to be washed separately. And that's just silly. So a couple <laughs> of years ago, I went out and this is another good tip from my mom, went out, took all of our towels, took them to the um, dog shelter and donated. Oh yeah. Them. They loved it. And I went to Target and I bought the $3 really cheap white thin towels. Yeah. Let me tell you, those thin towels dry faster. They don't yeah. smell weird and you can bleach them. Easy, right? <laughs> Easy. All the same. Every towel in the same load. Every Just towel in the same load. And then every bathroom has the same towel. It's not like, oh, the blue one goes here and the pink one goes here. Totally. That's just too many decisions. The the least amount of decisions you can have to make during a day, the easier your mind's going to be and just the, the freer you're going to feel. It's so true. Um, Brandon and I went... I'm a, I'm a declutterer by nature. I'm not super sentimental and I, I like clean. It's just what you said. Just for me, like clean spaces equals clean mind. Yeah. That's, that's when I thrive and the opposite is true too. And so in last month we went through several closets and drawers that had just succumbed to disorder. Yes. I mean, yeah. absolute entropy. And it's so funny because what you say is the truth. What it, what it does to your like emotional well-being. Right. I, we had 
one closet that we absolutely gutted, cleaned out entirely, gave away, threw away, organized the whole thing. I mean, I'm telling you for probably four solid days, I would just walk past it, open the door and look at it. That's so great. (laughs) It gave me such a good feeling. I was like, you know what? I don't have control over everything in my life, but look at this freaking closet. You look at that closet. That is so, that's exactly it. And that's why it's chapter one in the book, because it's so foundational to give you confidence in the rest of your life to start simplifying that. If you can tackle your house, I mean, even opening your drawers in your kitchen, why, why do you have three carrot peelers? Are you going to be peeling with three hands? You do not need three carrot peelers. You need one carrot peeler unless you're doing it. Why do I have 17 spatulas? Why? Why? I cannot explain it. So imagine this, you open your kitchen drawer and you look at it and all you see are the best, your favorite and the essential. The end. Yeah. Nothing else. Why aren't people telling us that more? I I think (laughs) it feels so uh, liberating to imagine. So think about the gal who's listening right now. It's the beginning of the year. This is just the moment that a lot of us want to, we want to just go yard sale here. We want to clean out. We want to simplify. We want to organize. But for most women, it's a super overwhelming task. I mean, we're talking about a whole house plus the garage. Everything is crazy. Right. How... What would you suggest to her like on getting started on making this manageable? Do you have like some granular tips to even just starting the engine here? I do buy a bag, buy a box of trash bags. First of all, Um, number one, that is the only thing you need to buy. And I sell day planners for a living. So I can, I can sell you. You do not need a planner. You do not need anything you need. You need trash bags, trash bags, and then you need a plan. And your plan is that you start in the hardest area. And that Ah, is your kitchen because we spend so much time there. Now you can also start in your master closet because that can be a little difficult bringing, you know, others, spouses, whomever on board. Mm. Um, But eventually they'll start to see the freedom in it too. I know my husband, he definitely has, but a couple tips, do not spend a single dollar because mm. as you go through your kitchen for set, let's say, um, you will start to look at your pantry. You take everything mm. out of your pantry. Okay. Whatever it is you're cleaning, take everything out. Then you touch every single item as you're putting it back in and you make a decision about every single thing that you're going to keep. So when you're organizing your pantry, you might think, I really need some beautiful clear boxes mm. from the container store that I can line up beautifully to make a cool Instagram photo. Don't. No, you don't. What you do is you write a note to yourself and say, I could use a couple of boxes in here to hold all these bags of oatmeal or whatever you have going on. And then when you're cleaning out your guest room closet two hours later, you find randomly boxes you didn't know you had and boom, they go in your pantry. You didn't have to spend a thing. Um, That is so true. I mean, I could go on and on, but my one other tip is, um, we often look at certain parts of our lives and think, if I just had the right organizational tool, I could fix it. If I just had the right shoe rack, my 17 pairs of flip-flops would be organized and the problem would be gone. And so we go and buy the shoe rack and we put all of our flip-flops on our rack. And do you know what happens? It becomes an absolute mess. Because we didn't mm. need a shoe rack. We needed to get rid of some pairs of flip-flops. That's so true. Rather than just organizing everything we own, pare it down. Pare it down. Absolutely. And I found, because I'm 
because I have no qualms getting rid of stuff ever. Same. I'm a good partner in this. And so sometimes women can employ the help of a friend who's ruthless. Like if you're not ruthless, if you're hearing this thinking, I can't do it. Everything's too precious. Everything's too wonderful. Bring your friend in who's like, that's out of style. Get rid of it. Um, those shoes are ugly. Bye. Yes. Um, or you have four pairs that look essentially the same. <laughs> I um, love this. I absolutely yes. think that that is the best gift you could give a friend is to show up with coffee and a box of trash bags and say, let's go. And my let's mom do has this. done that for me so many times. I swear the last time she was here, she walked in the front door and said, I, there's a lid. There is a lid <laughs> in your kitchen without a bottom. What's going on? <laughs> Help me find the lid. <laughs> And you know what's funny, what's true, is that even the, some decisions feel absolutely tortured. You think, yes. oh, I really, I feel like I'm going to want this and this feels hard to give up. I promise you, no. hand to the heavens, in in two months, you will not even remember what you had. Right. You won't miss it. I promise. You will not miss it. Right. Um, you'll find out that you didn't actually need all that stuff after all, mm-hmm. even if it felt really laborious to pry your fingers off of it. Yeah. In two months, it feels free. You know, here's a good example of that is is children's artwork, you know? Oh, dear. They bring home all those things, and they hand them to us, and we ooh and awe over them. And we hang, we have these boards in our kitchen, and we hang them up um, to display for, you know, until the next thing comes. And then we take it down, and you know what we do with it? We throw it away. Yes, I know. Well. Everybody listening to this is like, you're a horrible Not mother. Me. But let me tell you, that, that little thing, if it had a handprint or a footprint on it, I will save it. But uh-huh. if if it is, you know, a painting of a really awesome pig that they made at school, when they brought it home to me and they handed it to me, it served its purpose in my hands in that moment for me to say, yes. look at you. You are an amazing artist. I love this. We're going to display it and enjoy it. And then it's gone. And okay. The special, the extra special things keep those like where they say that yes. while I'm at preschool, my mom goes home and watches TV yeah. all day long. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've kept all through the years, um, the, the a plus material, it's yes. mostly writing like yes. that when they've written something either hilarious or wonderful or right. really iconic to that year. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the Turkey worksheet yep. you did at yep. Thanksgiving and by nope. trash, yep. that's recycling. And that's bin. okay. It's okay. Um, so you have a chapter also in the book called Yourself, and I think it's so great um, because I, I find generally with women, we're pretty in tune to other people's needs yeah. and outside projects, running the house, caring for the kids and the husband and the, everybody. But um, what are some things here that you think are, are pretty important that we can easily employ just to be better caretakers of our own souls? Oh, goodness. Aren't we all so bad at this? I know I am. I think so. I still struggle mm-hmm. here a lot because we've just got a lot of kids and we're busy and I, I, I just want so much for them. I pour and pour and pour into them. And then at the end of the day, I'm like dead and empty inside. <laughs> so I just started unapologetically carving out an hour a week for myself or two or three. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, that meant saying no to a lot of good things. Um, But I realized saying yes to myself was even more important. And I I went through some health stuff even with all the stress of last year. I ended Mm -hmm. up being diagnosed with a thyroid issue um, that we believe was really brought on by stress. And I knew, obviously for health reasons, but more so for my heart, I was going to have to, like, feed myself this year. And so I started working out and I never thought I would be that kind of person that would like 
do that. <laughs> right. I don't like sweating, but, okay. <laughs> but I did. And I started spending, you know, three hours a week or so just working out or running. And even though uh-huh. it was hard, I just, I felt my soul getting stronger. And I realized that sounds kind of ridiculous. No, but it I, sounds absolutely true. It happened. It, it just, I felt my body getting stronger. I did not lose one single pound. I'll tell you that mm. because I started like gaining muscle and like just becoming stronger mentally and physically. And it, that made such a difference for me that, and like feeding myself, this is silly, but mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely die if one of my children missed breakfast. I would, I would right. absolutely die. But do you know how many breakfasts I've skipped in my life? Oh yeah. A zillion. So true. It's terrible. And it's just so, and you know, I started just, I made a list of three easy breakfasts that I could make for myself and I taped it to the refrigerator and my husband laughed. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have to remind myself while I'm feeding them to eat something that's good for me. And so avocado toast, yogurt with granola on it or scrambled eggs, easy peasy. I like that. Um, I like the, just the tiny, simple discipline of not just making a decision, but just writing it on a piece of paper right. and sticking it to your refrigerator. Yeah. There's something about that step right there, mm-hmm. which seems to um, press, put the gas down toward actual execution. Yes. There's such a gap between I'm having this thought in my mind right. and actually pulling it off. Right. And it's just that simple. Like for me, if I write something down, I, I feel like I'm 10 times more likely to do it, which is why I make lists yeah. of tasks. Um, cause all of a sudden there they are. And now I'm looking at them with my eyes and I can cross them off, which is incredibly satisfying. So satisfying. <laughs> you know, in the book, there's so many checklists because I literally love the way it feels. So just cross it off. <laughs> it feels so good. I, I, I'm sure you have done this, but as a person who needs that little, um, sense of, of accomplishment, yeah. I will sometimes on a list, write down a thing that I've already done. Yes. Just across it off. Just cross it off. Uh, I no just need to remind that. myself. You also did this, even though you didn't write it down. <laughs> no shame. Um, I don't even care. So there's, um, I want everybody to know listening, you've got 1 million more ideas like this in your book. Yeah. I mean, it is a treasure trove. It's, it's a really simple guide um, through simplifying, through organizing, through streamlining. And it's not, what I like is that it's not, um, add, add, add more, more, more. It's really subtract, subtract, subtract. Right. And I think that is exactly where we're all sort of hungry for change. So I want to, we're going to move into kind of a show wrap here in a second, but before we do, I just, uh, if you could just speak for one minute, because, um, to some people, this, this whole idea, the whole the whole process um, of of organizing and streamlining our life it just doesn't feel attainable. Like yeah. you have some natural gifts, and you're you've got your mom as this great example. Some of us had moms that were hoarders, right? right? <laughs> or, or we just have never been good at this, yeah. or we've believed a set of lies about our capacity here. And so, um, can you just speak for a minute to the women who feel like I can't do it, I can't pull it off? Yeah. Um, in fact, this is attainable to everybody, isn't it? It absolutely is. You know, it's funny when we when we announced the book um, a couple of months ago, it was it was right after some really just tragic things that happened in our country, and yes. um, I was getting ready to do this Facebook Live and announce it to like tens of thousands of women that were going to be watching, and I just had so much heaviness on my heart. Like, why is this important? Why does this matter? Why? What is this really? What are we really doing here? And I felt like God really just shook my, I was in the car and I I felt like he literally shook my shoulders and said, this is important. This is important in the grand eternal scheme of things because 
there's so many things in the world that we can't control. And a lot yes. of times those things make us feel like we can't control the things inside our home or the things mm. inside our hearts. And it's a lie. It, and what that, what we have to do with that is realize that while there is so many things that we can't control, we can control those things. And all it takes is a little bit of step-by-step work. It takes, yes. a, it takes a heart change. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice is that there's some worksheets in the book that, that really walk you through, like, why is this important to you? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. It, it matters because you deserve a place, a home, no matter how big or small your home or your family, you deserve a place that is a place of peace and of rest yes. and of respite and of reconnection out away from all the things going on in our world that we can't control. You get mm-hmm. to decide what happens mostly inside the four walls of your home. And when you put your heart in that place to say, I deserve this, mm-hmm. I, I am worthy of this kind of happiness, and I can attain this sort of simplicity in my life, no matter how complicated things feel, that is such an, an incredible just starting point. And it really propels you through the rest of the process as you're digging through your home and, you know, meal planning and technology and motherhood, just all the things that we address in the book. Um, It propels you through those things and it helps you in the hard parts where you want to give up because that will happen. You'll get to a point where they like, this is crazy. This is too much. I just, I should give up now. And that's where you tap back into that heart piece you know, remembering that you're worth it, that you deserve it. And, um, it just helps you kind of push on through. Oh, it's so good. So you guys, the book is called a simplified life and it absolutely grabs you by the hand and walks you through it. So if, if it all just feels like a lot of ideas swirling around, I'm telling you that this is a tool that says you can do this out. Let's do this together. Step by step, anything. It's just, it's just one bite of the elephant at a time. Yeah. And then the, the prize at the end is peace and it's worth it. Yeah. It's Amen. worth it. I want to, I want to wrap up here. So these are three questions we ask every guest for the new beginning series. Um, so we've talked a lot about reprioritizing, refocusing. Um, besides the um, the biggies that you've already told us about, can you tell us, big or small, this could even be just one little idea, about a time in your life when you just, boom, made like a 180 degree turn. Just you blew something up and you started completely over. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that would be in January of this year when I said, I'm sick of feeling sick. I'm sick of feeling mm. so tired all the time and frazzled. And I want to, I, I want to be happy and I want to appear on the outside that way as well. And you know what I did? I put on those ready old running shoes and mm. I went for a walk and then the walk turned into a jog and it turned into a little bit of a run. I'm still not a very good runner, but I still get outside and move. And that just deciding to put my shoes on was a pretty big, it was a pretty big deal. And it, and it wasn't for body reasons or any of that. I just really wanted to feel healthy and I wanted to feel peace, you know, peace inside and it helped. I love that. Okay. So as we talk about new beginnings here, what's something for you personally, it's 2018, um, that you'd maybe like to tackle for this year, like an idea or a space or whatever, a relationship. I have no idea. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, one of our big goals, um, for this year, this upcoming year is with our kids. So Brady's six, Tyler and Caroline are two and they're all, well, their, their birthdays are actually really, really soon. Um, but 
it's difficult to have one-on-one time with each one of them because they were outnumbered, yes. <laughs> as you know. Yep. And so one of our big goals is to have just rotating times where we get one-on-one time. Like I take Caroline to the grocery store or yeah. we take Brady, you know, on a date night one night or nothing big and fantastic because totally. we're not in that season yet where we can be like, everybody, let's go on a big trip. Right. Um, that's misery. But, but, but like taking each one out <laughs> to the grocery store to do something small like that, it's so little, but it, but it's really meaningful. So I have a goal um, in 2018 to try once a week to have at least once a week to have like really specific one-on-one time with each child. Oh, that's so fabulous. I, it's so true that it does not have to be fancy. It could be something you're already doing. Yeah, You're running an errand together. Why don't you just hop in the car with me? Let's do this together. Um, sometimes I'll pull one kid into the kitchen to cook with me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm already doing it. We're already going to be there. Um, that that's doable. Yeah, That's actually doable. It just takes a bit of intention. Mm -hmm. All right. Finally, this is the last question. And it's one we ask every guest, every series, um, by Barbara Brown Taylor. So what is saving your life right now? Coffee. <laughs> no, I love like, it. I, if I'm gonna have a vice, I feel like coffee is a pretty decent vice to have at this it's point. So decent. Oh my goodness. I mean, I I live on it. But the, well, that and um, the, honestly, my husband. I mean, yeah. you know, releasing books and having lots of kids and all of that. Like, I I married up and I I got a good one, and he's just so helpful. So I'm grateful for him too. Coffee and your man. Coffee and that's my man. That's not terrible. <laughs> that is all. That's really all most of us need. To be honest I, with you, exactly. Um, okay. Emily, thank you for being on today. Thank you for your great ideas. Thank, thank you, you for your just approachability. Um, you. you make me feel, and I bet everybody listening feel like, okay, we can do this. Yes. This is doable. Is. You're a normal person <laughs> with a normal life. Right. And it just, it's like this little beacon of hope to so many of us who really want to start this year out. Yeah cleaner, right. a little truer, a little purer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody, all of this is going to be on my website, all the links to Emily's books, her websites, her beautiful planner, which I use every single year. It is so incredibly useful, simplified life, all of it. Um, so, okay, sister, love talking to you. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Have a great week. All right. Well, I'm like literally itching sitting here in my chair thinking about areas that I just want to grab a trash bag and get going. It's just that simple. I hope that was, I hope that was encouraging to you and not overwhelming at all that anybody can get started here. Um, Emily is such a treasure in this area. So you guys over on my website at jenhatmaker.com, not only will we have this entire um, conversation transcribed, if you want to put an eyeball on it, but we'll have all the links that you need, everything that Emily writes, her links to her planners, um, her company, her books, everything will be super, super accessible to you because her work is kind of all what we need right now. Um, at the beginning of this year, I just, the idea of kind of starting fresh and clean and new is so appealing to me. And I hope it is to you too. So, um, you guys, thanks for being with us in this series. We have more to come. Um, really more amazing guests who really want to give us our best leg up, um, on this new year. And so thanks for listening. You guys, you're the best listeners, the absolute best. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your subscribing. Um, it's just, I, I never get tired of hearing what you loved in any given podcast, what you listened to, what you heard, what was meaningful to you. Thank you for your amazing feedback. And 
let us know how else we can serve you. Let us know what, what you'd like to um, hear about and who you'd like to hear from because we're always paying attention. Okay, you guys, um, thanks for being with me today and I'll see you next week. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.